Yeah. Thank you, guys. You, take, you give out to Charlene. Thank you, buddy. Whoa. That's been amazing this morning. Now, as well as it being our kids' new celebration, it is also Pentecost. And I'm going to try and give you Pentecost in 10 minutes, okay? All right, I want you to close your eyes, and I'm going to read out this Bible reading. It's not going to be on the screens, because I want us to imagine we were there on that day when the Holy Spirit fell upon those people in the upper room. So let's close our eyes and think about these verses in Acts 2. It says, the Holy Spirit comes. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then, what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. I want you to imagine that. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running. And they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem. Make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. It's nine o'clock in the morning, and it's much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. And I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before the great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, the Spirit was poured out on all those people in the upper room and people were added to that church every day. This is when the church was born, when the church was birthed after the ascension of Jesus. Now, they were filled with the Spirit, but like us, in the next lot of chapters, in the next lot of books, there was a lot of stuff that happened that was hard. And all of us, we are like this, we're like leaky buckets because yes, we can be full of the Spirit, but we need to keep going on filling because the stresses of life can drain us. And this morning, I want to talk about how we always need to be full of the Spirit. We always need to be spending that time in God's presence because like with our phone battery, you don't just let it die because then it can fulfill its purpose. The phone can fulfill its purpose when it's out of battery. And I always find it a bit, you know, people who don't charge the phone every night, you're you're a bit crazy. You're living on the edge because, well, what if you really need it the next day? And for us, you've maybe heard me use the illustration before of how being filled with the Holy Spirit is kind of like water because each day you're meant to drink eight glasses of water, but that doesn't mean on a Sunday that you can just drink 56 
which is obviously eight times seven, okay? You can't drink 56 glasses on a Sunday and expect it to last you until the next week. And that is what we try and do with God. That is what we try and do with the Holy Spirit. No, we need to go on filling and topping up every single day. So what I want to talk about this, this morning is, well, well, what happens when we are full of the Spirit and why do we keep, need to keep going on filling ourselves with the Spirit of the living God? Well, first, because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 2 Corinthians 3.17. And I don't just mean freedom in worship. It's not just the freedom to lift your hands, but it's also freedom from anxiety, freedom from fear, freedom from, from sickness. When we get to heaven, there will be no more tears, no more sickness, because we will be in God's presence. There is freedom where the Spirit of the Lord is. Also, there is unity, because on that day, when the Spirit fell, there was unity with all those people, and they were bound together by, by this amazing Thing. It was God's presence and his spirit. I love in Acts 4 when it says, all the believers were united in heart and mind and they felt what they owned was not their own so they shared everything they had. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is unity. That is amazing. That is my prayer for, for this church. And if you were at C.S. Lewis Square last week, it was such a blessing to see five churches coming together with one goal, to build God's kingdom. Also, there is life. We just sang about it. In Romans 8, 11, it says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. This spirit who conceived Jesus in Mary's womb, who raised him from the dead, wants to give us life. And we become new creations in Christ Jesus. But also, there is love. The Holy Spirit has all the attributes of God as well. So where the Spirit is, also love abounds. But really what I also want us to consider is how we are the our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, you had to go to the temple to meet with God, but now the Spirit dwells within us. And for me, I think that's a big deal. For me, I feel that if, if my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, then I really need to look after it. And one of, one of the reasons why I designed lifeguards is because this is something I really struggled with, to know my value, to love myself, and it's something we all need to get. This is why, you know, one of the reasons why we've been in so many schools, because I found myself when I was 18 in this position where it was well with my soul, but my physical and mental health was not in a good position because I had to get extra time with exams in uni because stress was just taking its toll on my body. I was grinding my teeth in my sleep because I just struggled with life, even though I was a Christian. And we need to make sure that we are looking after ourselves, not just spiritually, but physically and mentally because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. But also, as I was thinking about this morning, I felt God really impressed these three words on my heart as well. How the Spirit, it refreshes. That before you became a Christian, you maybe felt like me, where you, you, you were thirsting for something, you didn't know what it was, your soul was just craving something, and you can quench that thirst with the wrong stuff. For me, from that picture that I showed you, I loved Coca-Cola. I loved a big, a big glass of freezing cold, and it quenched my thirst, but then, 
there was the sugar crash, but now, this is why I carry my big water bottle about, because now I quench it with something that's better for me. And for us, maybe before we were Christians, we were trying to quench that thirst with the wrong things in the wrong crowd, but then Jesus came in their lives. Because when you're dehydrated, there is symptoms, okay? So crankiness, maybe you turn to the person beside you and say, that's you, maybe you need some water, okay? And dry mouth, and constipation, whatever. There's lots of different symptoms to being dehydrated. Whereas when your thirst is quenched, it can... It takes away those symptoms because, well, here's Water Girl's reasons for drinking more water. Well, it keeps you alive. It tops up your losses. Good digestion. And we talk about being word and spirit. We read the Bible, but we also need to spend time in, God, in God's presence for the spirit to digest what God is trying to say to us in his word. God refreshes our soul. Um, John 4, 14, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. The next one is the Spirit refines us. These trials in 1 Peter 1, 7, it says, will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as far tests and purifies gold, though, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. When we think of fire, we maybe think of it being destructive. We maybe think of the bonfires for the 11th night, that, that are just destructive, that people collect them and, and it's on the greenway and that's lovely greenway being destroyed by fires. But actually fire as well, purifies the gold you don't just find it in a mine and then use it it needs purified because at those high temperatures the impurities fall away and the spirit refines us like that so that we can be pure for God's work Galatians 5 before it tells us the fruit of the spirit it shows what happens when we don't have that what is the fruit of the flesh our sinful nature when you follow the desires of your sinful nature the results are very clear Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, which means fighting, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The Spirit refines and the way I love to kind of picture this that the Holy Spirit is our guide kind of like Jiminy Cricket and Pinocchio because it, the Holy Spirit will teach us but the difference between right and wrong but we still have to decide if we're going to follow that the Spirit and the flesh there's this battle going on but we still got to decide which one we are going to follow because we are being tempted we are being tempted, like Pinocchio was, we're being tempted to do the wrong things. We've got to decide if we're going to follow the spirit or the flesh. And do you know what? We don't like being told no. We don't like being told that we're wrong. It's pride, okay? Because I even had a young person fall out with me the other day because I wouldn't let them eat a big bag of Galaxy Counters in the gym. I was like, and they fell out with me. I was like, uh, seriously, um, you don't eat chocolate in the gym? But no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It's painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. That we're refined 
so that we can produce this fruit. The last one then is the Spirit revives. I love the picture in Ezekiel when Ezekiel is led by the Spirit to this valley and he looks out and he sees dry bones and then right before his eyes, God brings them to life. He puts flesh on the bones. He breathes life in them. He says, I will put my Spirit in you and you will live again. And this is our prayer for this church. This is our prayer for this area, for this land, that God would breathe his Spirit into it and revive this area, this, this, this city. Because the Holy Spirit came so we don't just come to church expecting to see what Jesus will do, but we go as the church expecting to see what Jesus will do through us. Because in, in, in the Gospels, the disciples, they were, they were following Jesus and they just wanted to see what he would do. And sometimes we can be like that. We, we come to church saying, I wonder what, what he'll do, you know, uh, you know, on stage or at the front or whatever. But actually, the Holy Spirit came because God has a plan for each of us. He wants to use us. He wants us to be the temple of the Holy Spirit and to take it out, to go as the church. And I'd love just to finish with this amazing prayer from way back in AD, um, from St. Augustine of Hippo, and I'd love you to help me. Um, so could we all stand just as we, as we come to a close? A whirlwind whistle-stop tour through, through Pentecost, I know, but we, we really don't want to go over, and it's been amazing this morning. I've been blown away, but God really wants to work in hearts today. And we talk about being refined. It's because God is holy, and he wants us as his people to be holy. How will we see revival? It's when the church really gets to grip with this thing called holiness, I believe, that we are to be pure, we are to be different from the world. So I'm gonna read the bits in white, and if you really want the spread this morning, then let's shout out these yellow bits, and then the band are gonna lead us in a last song. It says, breathe in me, Holy Spirit, that my thoughts may all be holy. Act in me, O Holy Spirit, that my works too may be holy. Draw my heart, O Holy Spirit, that I love but what is holy. Strengthen me, Holy Spirit, to defend that is holy. Guard me then, O Holy Spirit, that I always may be holy. Amen. God, thank you so much for each person here. Thank you that you want to fill them and go on filling them with your spirit. So we don't just come to church just to see what you will do, but we go as church knowing that you want to use us to build your kingdom. But it's nothing about us. It's, it's all about you, God. It's for your glory, for your honor, for your kingdom come, your will be done. And I pray each of us would have that courage to spend that time every day, even though it's hard, even though there's so many more things on our list that needs done, help us to keep going on, topping up with your spread. I pray for those who are suffering from those stresses of life that are just draining them. God, would you go on filling them with your spirit and that we would be a church that is united, united under you, God, that you would bind us together you will break those chains in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship.